0: So this is for everybody. Suggestions for men, suggestions for women. Even if it's not a suggestion for you, it is something to think about, something to learn, something to listen to, like, oh, okay, well. Because perception is reality. Perception shapes our reality. Perception creates our reality. Perception is our reality. I've spoken about it before, the fact that, like, really how we... think of things and how we see things is relevant. And so that's something to keep in mind when listening to some of these suggestions that might not be about you. In any case, some advice for a new relationship. A few things have gone through my mind over this past year. I've seen different things, watched different things, and sort of been accumulating different pieces of information. I know that Men do this a lot. This sort of like, how do you get the girl? Okay, now that you got the girl's interest or her phone number or whatever, what should you do next? I've heard conversations that girls have, but it seems more often to be conversations after the fact. It's more of like, okay, so now that you know you like him, what should you do? So... And I'm not going to, you know, go towards one gender or the other, but I'm just saying like that. That's kind of the concept I've been thinking about as I've been going through this last year and accumulating all these different ideas. And so if some of the things that I'm saying sort of lean in one direction or the other, that's more than likely why. When it comes to men, um, the first thing I say, and I've said it before, is just because you get the phone number or the contact The email, the social media account, whatever. That don't matter. Back in the day, that was popular. Like, getting a phone number was a big deal. You know, you had to have your pen or your marker. You had to have your paper. You write it on your arm. There's a bunch of movies and songs and TV shows about this, right? That was the thing back in the day. If I could get the number, that means she liked me. Nowadays, her her giving you her contact literally doesn't mean anything. So in my mind, very first thing you need to know is don't get excited. I know most people will be like, what? That's crazy. Don't brag. Don't be all hype. Don't get excited. You need to assess the situation you're in. Because there's a couple of things that are going on obstacle-wise, things that are not in your favor when it comes to first meeting a girl as a man for women it's different, like depending upon the girl. So you got to really get good at reading nonverbals and understanding what is happening and paying attention to the other people around, too, because a lot of times. She might not be showing you what she thinking, but her friend might. Or her friend might just have that much sway over her opinion or her perspective You need to pay attention to the friends. You need to pay attention to how everybody else is interacting. Because even if you're not good at reading nonverbals, somebody else in the room probably is. I tend to pay attention to if I'm with my male friends, I'm watching how they observe. I'm watching how other men observed me interacting with this girl. I'm watching what did they do afterwards. Like you got to pay attention to the room. Like I said, you might not be good at knowing what she's thinking, but I promise you, somebody else does. So, whatever the situation is, and let's just say it's social. Because you're better off nowadays meeting the girl in person. Like dating sites social media is the thing nowadays. Definitely contributes to a large amount of relationships and marriages, but... Most people like the in real life experience. So. If you meet this girl. Social event. She's a stranger. Nobody introduced you to her. Whether or not she's friend of your friend. Friend of a relative. Y'all at the social event. Y'all got something in common or don't. Doesn't really matter. You got to build up your confidence to say something. Now I know for all of us. People who've watched stuff like Fresh Prince, you got all of these different, you know, tricks and games and, you know, all of these little slick things you could say. Let's get that out because I'm basing this off of the average person. This is anybody could do this. You don't need to do all of that. If it happens that way. That's one thing, but, you know, don't be sitting over here to the side drinking your drink or talking to your friends or whatever you're doing, trying to plot out some little scheme to bump into her or some little slick thing you could say. If it happens that way, fine. But, you know, more often than not, really, all you got to do is say hello. It's the funny thing about social media and dating sites versus real life. Social media and dating sites, doing that whole hi, hello, you know, introductions and all of that. Cut that out. Mm -mm. Most people don't like that. They want you to jump right into a conversation. They want you to bring up something that you noticed, whatever. In real life, you can actually be polite and go about this the correct way. Simple. In my mind, I know people hate comparing it to business, but I'm like, do this the same way you would in an interview. First thing you do is you get up, be polite, go over there. You know, maybe you shake their hand. Introduce yourself, say who you are, ask who they are. Maybe you make a joke or something that sort of, you know, that you noticed that was interesting or funny. I don't mean a real joke. I'm not talking about, you know, you don't just bust out random jokes. You also don't just bust out magic tricks or any other thing you think is going to catch their attention. Don't do that. Not at the beginning. First thing you want to do is say something that you notice that's humorous. Think of like how stand-up comedians do. You just bring attention to something interesting. Or you bring attention to something that's funny. You could even, if not that, comment on something that you notice about them. Especially if it's something you actually know for real. Like if you you like, oh, you wearing such and such shoes. I like those. And da da, da da da. Y'all can start a conversation about the shoes and a similar interest, similar hobby, whatever. After that, at some point in time, you're gonna get their contact. Now, you wanna do this fairly early. If you're in a situation that you know that you're in competition with other people, again, like I said before, women are listening, taking notes, understanding that you're learning about things when it comes to the, the male mind. If you are in a situation where you don't know how long this girl's gonna be here, or you don't know how long you're gonna be here, or you might lose this opportunity, or somebody else might take that opportunity, before the conversation, That you've just created ends. You need to ask for a contact. Whether it's a phone number. Instagram. TikTok. Snapchat. Whatever. You need to have some way to stay in contact with this person. My suggestion. Is always. Unless you know exactly the timeline of the evening. Get ghost. Go find something to do. Now if if it's something small. Intimate. You go to your friend's house, y'all having a potluck, y'all having a game night, y'all all all went to the beach together, y'all all all went to some event together where, you know, out to eat or something, where y'all going to be together and you're just interacting with each other and you know that you're going to be together for a few hours, then this doesn't apply. But like if you go to a club or a bar or a party or, you know, maybe you just walking. Around the mall, you walk in the streets, you wherever you are. Get the contact right off the bat. Might run into them later, doesn't matter. And then you get ghost. Alright, I'm going to go do this. Because the thing is, you don't want to seem like this is too important. I know it might be completely contradictory to what you think. But the reality is, you want to seem like you are relevant. Because... The unfortunate reality is if you seem like you don't have anything else going on in your life or nothing interesting, you're probably going to lose this girl's interest. So you need to go go back, talk to your friends. Go off, do something. Don't linger over this girl. You're a stranger. She don't really know you. There's no reason why you should just be hovering over her and especially in a social situation she don't want to be hovered over. She came here with her friends. She want other dudes to to talk to her. She wants to feel important. She wants to feel attractive. She don't want you swatting away other guys. I know you in your mind you would think like, "Well, that's what I want to do, right? I want to, but you don't. You're not staking claim over this girl. She's not yours. She not with you. She hasn't agreed. Now she says something or does something that implies she wants your attention, that's different. But you have to give her the opportunity to come to you. Again, you're out at a club, party, whatever. You go off, you talk to your friends. Maybe you even start talking to a whole nother girl. She comes over, she grabs you, she wants to dance. Or she comes over, she asks you if you'll get her a drink. Or she comes over... And says something like, hey, me and my friend's about to head out. That means she wants your attention. Because she didn't have to come find you. And she didn't have to interact with you anymore. That means she wants your attention. There's also the, what I call the lingering eyes. That's a that's a nonverbal trick that you got to learn. Which is when a girl's about to leave, she starts looking around the room for you. And when she catches eyes with you, then she says Goodbye. You know, she might even look at you then dart her eyes away then come back. This is a way of showing that the same the same concept of distance. I don't want to hover over you. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to take all your attention. I want it to seem as if I have some relevance and like you know, I'm not attached. I'm not um dependent. She'll say bye and then she walk out. In both of these situations. Give the girl your attention. It don't even have to be that long. She want to dance? Go dance. Talk to her for a little while and then do it again. Go ghost. She want a drink? Go get a drink with her. Talk for a while. See how long this chemistry lasts. If the conversation dies, or if for whatever reason she seems to not be totally... Invested into the conversation. Again. Go ghost. Because you're not obligated. To be in this moment. And short spurts. Of attention. Are better. Than either. Being. Consistently right next to each other. But not actually interacting. Or. Hovering. Both of those are bad ideas. So the girl's leaving. Alright I'm gonna go. Go. Walk her to her car. I'm going to talk to her real quick. In a situation where, for whatever reason, you haven't already gotten her contact, when she leaves or when the event ends is another one. That's another good opportunity, especially as a man. You get to be perceived as a gentleman. You walk the girl to her car. And I mean, you know, you generally say something like, hey, can I walk you to your car? Oh, I don't need you to. Nah, it's cool. I want to. You know, it's a safety thing. I'm a gentleman. It's late. Whatever. Walk into her car, she gets to the car, you open the door, she gets in the car, some girls will start their car up, some girls will just sit there. Some girls even be awkward and stand outside the car and not even open the door because, you know, they want to see if you're going to open it or because they don't want to feel uncomfortable with your male presence. They don't know why you following them, why you walking them to their car. Don't get offended, don't get all caught up in that. You go there, you talk for a little while while you're walking, you talk for a little while when you get there. You know, just some simple stuff. Hey, what you guys going to do? Hey, what you doing later? Hey, you got plans this weekend, whatever. Alright, cool, can I get your contact? I want to stay in touch with you. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Whatever. Cool. You get the info. That old wait two, three days trick, kill that. That's dead. We don't do that no more. Your best bet is to send a message within the next few minutes, not immediately, but like 10 minutes later. Now you again have to assess the situation. What's about to happen? Where are you about to go? Where is she about to go? What is the state of each of you? How was your interaction beforehand? I know that's a lot to, cons- to consider, but you need to know what are your next intentions If your next intention is just to have a physical connection, well, you know where were y'all at, you know who you were with, you know what you were doing. If you were with your friends and y'all was drinking and having a good time and y'all bonded and had this connection and there was a lot of chemistry and a lot of, you know, there was a spark. Well, you might want to hit this girl up and see like, hey, you going to the house? I'm about to go home, too. Can I come over? Or, hey, do you want to come to my place? Text messaging and FaceTime are your friends. Because now you don't have to be nervous. I prefer and suggest texting. Because texting removes all that hesitation, all the nervousness. Because if you say something in the wrong tone, it'll throw your whole move off. You ever ask somebody a question but you asked it in a way that you weren't sure or you've ever told somebody something but in a way that made it seem like a question or that whole thing that girls do where they're like well i know you said you wanted me to but it don't seem like you really want me to like i want to but only if you want me to like are you sure and all this other weird question and stuff you skip all that if you text it every time facetime is cool but even if i can see your face I can read your nonverbals. If I can hear your voice, I can read your tone. Also, I might be assessing the situation. What if you're in the car with your boys? And now you're on FaceTime and she hear one of them laugh. Or one of them decide to make a comment. Throw off your whole plan. Your best bet, text messaging. Every time. Promise you. Now there's a lot of girls who don't like texting. But what I would say is... Nine times out of ten, even those girls that don't like texting still do it, especially when they first meet you and especially if they're interested in you. They might tell you later on or might impose upon you later on that FaceTime is their thing or just, you know, straight up calling on the phone. But in the beginning, this what you're trying to do, Texting's your best. If you like this girl and you want to get to know her and you want to date her, that's when you call and FaceTime first. Because this is supposed to be something very personal, something very intimate. So in that situation, that's what you would do. If you're driving, I would suggest you call instead of texting because, you know, texting driving is dangerous. But if you're confident, sure, call. If you're a very confident person, very charismatic. But if not, text. Reread your text message a couple of times before you send it. Most people do that already. Cool. So. You ain't too excited. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of advice about first dates. I'm going to give you advice about first interactions in general. Getting to know this person. My suggestion that I have come to the conclusion of for people is. Don't be so hypercritical. And don't correct nobody. Let me explain. Being hypercritical is when you find all of these different reasons for somebody why you don't like them. Most people do this in our first interactions. We start looking for reasons why we don't like them. I tend to think that you should do the opposite. Assume the worst and look for reasons why you do like them. I don't know what a term I should use for that, but be the opposite of hypercritical. You know, hyper, I don't know, complimentary. Complimentary. You telling yourself all these reasons why you do like them. You're looking for things they do that you do like. And keep in mind, you know, compartmentalize red flags. You put those in in a drawer. Okay, that was a red flag. And it needs to be something extreme, something intense. For example, if they go off on the waiter, that's a red flag. If they show up late, that's a red flag. If they didn't tell you they was going to be late, That's a red flag. If they completely forget about the date totally, or whatever interaction y'all were supposed to have that was pre planned, red flag. If they're extremely critical about what y'all do or where you go, or if they're constantly trying to correct you, red flags. You also want to ask those basic things Where do you work? How old are you? What are your plans for the future? What have you done so far? What are your hobbies? Have you ever been married? Have you ever been engaged? How long have you been single? Are you completely single? Do you have any children? What are your intentions for me? What is it that you want out of this? What is your image of what a relationship should look like? These are basic questions you should be asking in your first interactions, whether it's a phone call, a text message, or a first date. You should be asking these types of questions or at least listening for them to give you these answers. Another real big red flag is boundaries that you set and expectations you set that they don't listen to or follow. So, for example, if you say you're not comfortable with something, but they don't seem to be, you know, uh, accepting of that. Well, hmm, red flag, I'm going to need to stop talking to you because you don't respect my boundaries. For example, well, uh, another good example girls bring up a lot um, is talking about their physical body and sex and all of that too soon. You don't want to do that if you have an interest in this girl. If your interests are strictly sexual, then I would suggest that you do bring those things up casually as possible In the beginning, so that you can understand where her head is at without having to go, you know, do you want to do it? You you want to be casual about that. But in any case, like I said before, not trying to be too hypercritical. Now, even when you get the answers to these questions, and even when you see these red flags, you don't just automatically pull out the parachute. All of these things in your mind go into a file. Think of yourself as... Uh, uh, agent FBI CIA police officer whatever you know detective you making a case you got a folder of information you are compiling about this person the other thing that's hard to do when you first meet someone is don't correct them I think this is a much bigger deal for women because men's ego get in the way plus you have got the whole you know men getting attitudes and being too aggressive and all of that stuff. Don't correct nobody. This is hard for most people, but I'm, I'm promise I promise when I explain it, you're gonna understand. Your intelligence is subjective. Intelligence is, though we can test it and assess for it, your intelligence is subjective. So what you wanna do is not impose your level of intelligence on someone else. Or have their level of intelligence imposed on you. You need to remember. How many times you felt the need to correct them. And what was the topic. Because the reality is simple. If you constantly have to correct someone. Or someone is constantly talking about a subject they don't know. Or even worse. Lying about a subject that they don't know about to impress you, two things you know is, this person is constantly going to be trying to impress you by doing all of these things and jumping through all of these hoops, and it's not going to impress you, and number two, you're probably gonna be thinking they're stupid. What should I do? You should get out. Very simple. I'm not saying get up from the table and walk out, or just hang up the phone, but I'm saying moving forward, once this interaction is over, you'll get to a point where you realize, Yeah, this person, uh, this person ain't for me. Our conversations are generally them asking me questions because they don't know what words mean. Them asking me questions because they don't know what I'm talking about. Them trying to tell me that I'm wrong about a topic that I can tell that they don't know anything about. We're not on the same intellectual level. The nice thing about this is, again, it's subjective. So... How intelligent you are determines how often you even notice that they're saying something that's incorrect. This allows you to inherently assess the intelligence between you and also the quality of your conversations. It's also sort of a, Shit detector, lie detector test. It allows you to go, mm, BS, mm, BS, BS. Your detector goes up and down and eventually you say, I'm going to just bow out. Because what you shouldn't do is stay in a relationship where you're constantly having to stop yourself from correcting somebody. Same thing in, in the other direction. If this is someone who's constantly correcting you, you need to assess something. Are, is my desire to be taught and to learn? Do I feel like this person is capable of teaching me, not qualified, capable? That's a, that's a big issue that a lot of people have. You trying to determine if this person is qualified, what's your title? What degree do you have? Mm, capable. Because a person might know about things that they might not have went to school for. The person might be doing a job that ain't got nothing to do with this subject, but they still know about it. Capable. Now, I put it to you like this. If after they tell you something or correct you on something, you don't go to look it up yourself, you don't have the desire, the interest to get on your phone and Google it. That tells you already you don't want to be taught. And if you don't want to be taught, then you should leave. I'm not trying to say that this person is smarter than you. But I am saying that your conversations are going to constantly be a back and forth battle of who's right and who's not. That's not what you want. You don't want to be constantly correcting someone, and you don't want to constantly be corrected. But you don't have to. That's my thing. Don't correct people. It's unnecessary. All you need to do is realize in yourself, this person ain't the one. The reason that I said not to be hypercritical is because the information that you learn doesn't really matter. It... You're, you're adding it to your assessment, but your representative is the person that comes to the table. Their representative is the person that they're presenting to you. So you don't know if this is really who they are or not. I believe that everyone is at least has two personalities. Everyone is didactic. We're all at least two people. So they might be telling you information about either one of their personalities. There's also the fact that we all become certain people in relationships. That's why you often hear, I didn't feel like I was myself. I didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel natural. Because when you get into a relationship with someone of any level, you change who you are. You might be with someone for three to six months and then y'all move in together and you realize that you've become a different person or they do. So the information is really just helping you stockpile. Do I have enough good reasons to want to be with this person when I compare that to these red flags? Another thing you can do if you just happen to be an open-minded person is bring up the red flags. Ask them questions about it. Comment on what you would prefer their responses to certain situations be. Tell them how you would prefer communication or misunderstandings to go. Yet again, this goes back to now your boundaries and expectations. Because once you've told someone your boundaries and expectations, you should expect them to follow them. And if they don't, you leave. Very simple. If you can follow all of these things, this will now get you at least until the front door of a relationship that you now all you have to do is ask if y'all going to be together. Other quick things to remember is simply that you don't have to do a whole bunch up front. I am of the mind that men should not be doing a whole lot for a woman when you first meet her. That's the smart thing to do. You keep it very simple. You keep it very light, very casual. And Once y'all get to the point of a relationship, then you do those things. Because you're going to be upset if you spend a whole bunch of money and it don't even get you nowhere. You're going to be upset if you spend a whole bunch of time and it don't get you nowhere. You're going to be upset if you've been, you know, running on this hamster wheel only to find out that she like you but she don't like you enough. And again... There's that concept of the bad guy gone good. Generally, that's what people prefer. Generally, that's what people prefer, regardless of gender. The bad gone good. That's also why I suggest for women to be consistent but distant. It goes like this. Men want your attention, and they want to know that nobody else is getting your attention. But knowing that there is a competition between this man and another man is going to motivate him to continually participate. You don't want to seem too available, but you also don't want to seem uninterested. So don't answer every text message. Don't answer every phone call. Don't be always available, but don't be just so unavailable that he thinks that you ain't interested or someone else has your attention. There should be this back and forth interplay. You didn't hear from him one day, he hit you up. You didn't hear from him one day, you hit him up. You know, it's it's just sort of like, okay, we're both interested and we're showing that we're interested consistently. You want to go on a date, but he didn't ask you on a date. Why don't you ask him to take you out? You know, consistent. You're you're constantly showing your interest. You're constantly coming around. You ask to come over. You ask him to come over. Sometimes you cook. Sometimes he cooks. Which is the other thing, advice wise. And this is again, not even before, not even when you get into the relationship. This is just the prior part. The rule is the two to one ratio. For every two times he takes you on a date, you either need to take him on a date and pay or cook a meal. I personally suggest for women, cook a meal. And it don't even have to be a whole meal. You can make a sandwich. Make a nice sandwich. Get some potato salad from the grocery store. Put it in some Tupperware and bring it to his house. You could bake a pizza, cut it in half, put it in some Tupperware, bring it to his house. Bake some cookies. You could go and get some cookie dough from the store pre-made, put it in the oven, put it in some Tupperware, bring it to his house. I'm telling you, the Tupperware... The ceramic bowl, the glass, you know, container, bowl, whatever, is your best bet as a woman. You show up. And I was thinking about this the other day because the funny thing is. I don't think women utilize the friends enough to benefit you in these situations. See, women tend to talk to their friends about relationships so it's, you know, do you like him? Let's talk about your first date. Let's talk about the first time you met. Let's talk about the second date. Let's talk about the first time you went over his house. Let's talk about the first time y'all, y'all actually had sex to determine do you like him. And then for the most part, women tend to just leave you alone after they find out that you like him, except to talk about negative things. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get into all of that, but men on the other hand, tend to talk more about dating and marriage. Because before the conversations of dating and marriage, it's pretty much just a conversation of are you attracted to her? Not do you like her? Are you attracted? I believe the reason for that is because men tend to show we're interested in our actions. So I don't got to ask you if you like her. You just told me you made her your girlfriend. Up until the point that you told me she was your girlfriend, in my mind, I have internalized that this is just a girl you're trying to get something from. That's what I'm thinking. Because all the actions are the same. Oh, you like her? So you got a number or a social media. Oh, you just want to have sex with her, but you took her on a date. It doesn't really matter. None of the actions that a man takes are different between dating and sex. Up until asking her to be in a relationship. So you bring in Tupperware bowls of cakes and pies and cookies and food and chicken wings and all kinds of stuff every time you come over this dude house. You ain't even asking him if he's hungry or even if you do ask him, you bring it anyways. So he got Tupperware and Ziploc bags and all kinds of stuff in his fridge for days. He don't want to cook. He just eat something. One of his friends come over want something to eat. Yeah, go ahead, get you something out the fridge. Matter of fact, old girl been bringing over. Shirley bring food over here every time. She come over here. I don't even eat most of it. Hey, bro, I'm about to get a beer out the fridge. I'm about to get a drink. Oh yeah, go ahead, bro. Hey, matter of fact, grab me one too. Why are you in there? All right, cool. Hey, what's up with all this food in here? What's up with all this Tupperware? Your mama came over here or something? Nah, man. You know the little girl I told you about I met a few weeks ago, man. She, you keep bringing food over here. I promise you. I promise you. Cousin, uncle, dad, brother, best friend, buddy that you just play basketball with or 2K, frat brother, next door neighbor. Nine times out of ten. Even if he don't mean it, a man will by default say, hey, you better keep her. Hey, you better marry her. I promise you. I promise you. It's weird because nowadays we did switched, and women are the ones like, feed me. I'm always thinking about a little shop of horror. Like, <laughs> but the reality is like. That's fine. You want a guy to cook for you. You want a guy to take you out to eat. That's totally fine. But every two times he do that for you, at least once you should be doing it for him. If you're smart, every single time you go over his house, you show up with something. You could take a bag of chips and dump it out into a Tupperware bowl and take the chips over there. You could take two slices of cheese and melt it on some chips or some fries and put it in a Tupperware bowl and take it over to this man's house. I promise you, even if he laugh at you, he's still going to eat it. Now watch and see how long it take you to end up in a relationship.